The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Mark Hampton. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined today, as always, by Mark. What's happening, guys? How are you, Mark? I'm good. I got my new microphone. I'm excited. Hopefully it won't sound like shit. Good. <laughs> it won't sound like shit anymore. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it sounds like. I know. Well, I mean, the next thing is making sure that I also edit both lines of uh, audio together. I so mean... regardless of how good you're... Shit, man, I can't believe I did that. How much do I really add to the show? It could be just like, it could just <laughs> be like Mad Libs. It'd be like, when you're quiet, they can just pretend they're part of the uh, the podcast. It's a choose your own yeah, adventure podcast. Yeah, the other person podcast. talks. Yeah. Duh. I feel like I feel like we may be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> choose which direction it goes next. You disagree in a whole new stream. Whole Imagine new how long it would take to, I think th- to record those podcasts. I think the... Um, I think the lesson to be learned here is um, don't try to mix a podcast when you are high on LSD and mushrooms. Oh, okay. I mean... Notes. I mean, for you, I will still continue to do it, but... What? (laughs) Will it work fine for 174 other podcasts? Hey, man. uh, Dude, if you were a baseball player, you would have a billion-dollar contract because you're hitting, like, $9.99. So like, yeah, shit. I don't know. I I would have been pissed. So for the fans out there, I apologize. Sorry guys, I, it will not happen again. I will I will keep an eye on this. This week we got uh we got some good ones. Uh, they it's cool because there's kind of a theme. It goes yeah, from like philosopher to conspiracy theorist, you know, comedic legend yep. to physicist. Mm-hmm. So nice flow, and then it and then it. It goes into musicians, which we get to, and we're also uh, next week going to do another version of our special edition podcasts for the Bill Burr, well, Bill Burr episode, obviously, and also his new comedy special. So sometimes these take a little bit longer to put together because we're matching up two things. Right. And when it comes to watching his special, you know, we want to do it justice because we're huge fans. So want to kind of put our thoughts together for that one but yeah but exactly stay tuned exactly so and it's been a weird two weeks it's gonna be good you were out of town i was swamped with with a bunch of i've had more comedy shows in the last couple of weeks than i've had in my entire life so like it's just been a whole bunch of shit but uh we're getting it together yeah which is super important but again right. we don't get paid for this 
No, we, we don't. love it. We enjoy it. Love it. It's a great time for us to hang out, and I'm glad that people listen and and we get better and it'll be more interesting. But yeah, when you don't get paid to do something that you end up spending 15 hours a week trying to put together, a, uh, it's yeah, it's not always easy. Not always easy. Not but anyway, always. podcast 1350, Nick Bostrom. So Nick is a philosopher from like Austria or something, right? Um, interesting guy. It, obviously, philosophers are they're weird dudes. And first off, you got to think. I mean, if you went to college, you know that going to college and then studying philosophy is likely not going to end up giving you a job. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. So the, you're going to do something that's go on. That's the old adage. The whole is like you know you can. Why are you majoring in philosophy? You can't get a job. Yeah, but you'd be smart. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you'd be able to. You could probably think. get a better job if you were a ba- like basket weaving mm-hmm. degree. Yeah, exactly. Do they, have, do they have basket weaving degrees? They do. I have one. Um, it has not led to anything. <laughs> basket. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I dropped out of it. I dropped out. It's too hard. <laughs> you must have gone to community college basket. Weaving <laughs> I did. School. <laughs> I definitely Still costs did. like sixty grand. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in so, debt for life. He teaches, you know, and 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 at a good school. And you got to think on the highest end. If you're going to get a degree doing that, you better be teaching it because then you can just teach other people that will eventually not get jobs unless they're teaching as well. Exactly. So at best, you're 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 really benefiting one percent of your class. Right. So if you have a class of thirty people, you need over three classes to even get one person to eventually become a philosophy uh, professor. Right. But you come out with some interesting theories, and, and his theory, which is why Joe had him on, was all about uh, simulation theory, right? Right, yep. So this, like, probability mechanism. And Joe was having a really hard time wrapping his head around it, and to be honest, I was too. I've I mean, always I'm not had, a fucking philosopher. I've always had a problem understanding it, uh, like, just wrapping my head around it. Yeah. So let's sum it up, right? Yes. To the best of my understanding of what Nick was trying to say, he said, so there's basically like three rules that go into this like probability theory. One is that this is just normal life that exists, no simulation. Right. And uh, that's it. It just continues that way, right? The second one was that... Um, Fuck. See? It's already too difficult to remember. <laughs> this, no, the second one was like we, we're we existing and we're in, like we're in a simulation. Right. Right. We are part of it. And the third, I guess, was that it was before the simulation has happened. Right. But, yeah. but I, was in this, I was in the same position as Joe because what Joe was getting stuck with was the idea that um, – we could this could be normal time right now and the simulation has not been created yet but it might be one day right okay mm-hmm. but the philosopher wouldn't separate that from the fact that it doesn't matter if it will eventually be made right even if it's eventually made because if it's eventually made then after a time we be you know we, we like basically we make a machine that's right. like the size of a moon like mm-hmm. a fucking moon-sized computer and it can run a simulation as complex as the entire universe within it 
Right. So for all all aspects of reality, that is as real as what's happening outside it. Right, it's because your Because the things in wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Yeah, doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if we can make one of those, we can make a billion of them. And then, according to probability theory, you don't separate out the real universe from the other billion simulations. Mm. They're just, it's all, it's like putting balls in a bag. And each one count, each simulation counts as one. And so does reality counts as one. And then you swirl your hand in the bag and pull one out. What are your chances of pulling out the real reality, which is ours? One in like a billion. It's not likely. So his point is, if any simulations exist in your timeline of your universe, Mm -hmm. the chances are you're in one. Right. Right. That's what I think he was getting at. It's very complicated. I barely understand it. But Joe would not accept that, as we all heard. He did not like that answer. Not a fan. He was like, well, maybe we're in, yeah, well, maybe we're in the universe before the simulation is created. But the guy wouldn't allow that the, the philosopher was like no it doesn't make a difference if we're there before the the probability balls are still the same because the timeline's already happened right it doesn't matter what the timeline is of the universe well time is uh, a construct sh- of the universe yeah exactly and if you're counting it right as right. something that happened within it it doesn't matter when it did happen or not mm-hmm. like you could go back to the dinosaurs and be there with a time machine and if eventually a life form came along that could create billions of simulations, then that time with the dinosaurs is just as likely to be one of the simulations. Like, you just wouldn't know. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. It's, um, what, what do you think? You, let's go into it. What do you think? What do you think about it? I, I thought it was super compelling. You know? It's pretty I, interesting. I, it was a little amusing to me that Joe was almost getting i mean he was defensive almost in his argument Uh he got a little yeah he got a little angry that's unlike him but i think he was just struggling you know what it's like when you're struggling to like grasp a concept and it was very confusing welcome to philosophy and to give him credit right yeah i fuck yeah i didn't study it i mean to give him credit when i'm just sat there listening I'm listening to make notes mm-hmm. to do a podcast. Right, of course. So I don't have to I don't have to know it all right now. Exactly. You don't have to know it all ever. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But I but I don't have to respond to him in the moment while he's speaking. Right. I can sit there confused and not say anything. But Joe has to say something back. He has to try and reform like formulate what he's just heard and that's it's harder to do in the moment to be fair. So I think well, he struggled. Course, like maybe later when he walked away, he's like, "Ah, oh, I kind of see what they're saying now." Exactly. But it it was very confusing. I, dude, to be honest, mm-hmm. it's a fun thing to think about. It's like reading a sci-fi novel. Totally. You know, like The Matrix or whatever. But I cannot be bothered, honestly, to even concern myself with it. One hundred percent. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, like my girlfriend years ago. She was like. Yeah, I watched this incredible documentary on like simulation theory, and my first thought was, I, "We'll never know. We'll never know." Like, so I'm not going to worry about it. And that's kind of how I—that's how I feel about a lot of things. It's like, I, well, I don't know. So, what does it matter? I mean, it's fun to talk about, but there's no way to know if it's just one simulation. Well, the kind of is though. Is there the, his? 
It, well, his idea was this, right? It kind of is. Like, we can never prove God. That's right. for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because of the way that that would all be set up. And we don't even know what we're looking at. Of course. But we would kind of know what a simulation is if we make one. So if we make them, mm-hmm. right, and then we watch the simulations, if they do the same shit as us, and then even start making their own simulations within the simulation, there's a good chance that because of probability, we could extrapolate the fact that we were in one. Mm-hmm. Because other than being like that ecocentric thinking where it's like we're the center of the universe type of thinking uh-huh. that we've always kind of had, and the more we've discovered, we realize we're not even close to anything near, near the center. Right. You know, um, it's just the idea that, oh, well, we made a simulation, so why wouldn't something have made it for us? I mean, it's almost as plausible as like a Big Bang type reality setup. Uh, it it just couldn't. I mean, it's it's we couldn't even get close to suggesting that it's real with any certainty until we make one, until we have computer systems large enough to do it, and until we decide to do We've it. Got the Sims. Does that make sense? Yeah, we got the Sims though. Yeah, I mean, that really, I mean, maybe to them, they are like the shittiest version of like, maybe they in their silly little sim brains think that they're alive. Could be. But the idea is that we have to replicate the entire universe. universe. Exactly. Right. It would have to be. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a game. And then it's like, well, that's not, that's not anything. But, right. it, you know, the, if the computer was set up that way, it could run the entire length of the universe in 10 minutes from start to finish. And then we could watch it happen and be like, oh, shit, look at all this shit happening. So we're basically That's just the we're just the end of Men in Black when you know, the galaxy's on Orion's belt. It's like we're just kind of like that. We're just a we're just a thumbnail or a thumb drive on Orion's belt type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just all we are. Yeah. And those. Uh, at the very, very end, those two aliens just, like, playing dice yeah, or whatever. Just playing, yeah, playing... Uh, marbles. Marbles, yeah, with the universe. Mm. I'd be down. One thing I... What I really liked about the way he described how we see simulation theory, uh, and even though he kind of, like, Nick formatted the idea of simulation theory as we know it, right. because he put it within these three rules that I obviously cannot properly remember because I'm too stupid. And, and, you know, he he just created, like, a logical way of thinking with it. So it's like, okay, this gives some credence to it. But ever since computers were invented, he was saying, like, the 50s, like, good ones, Mm -hmm. well, ones that actually did any real computing. Right. He he was like, the, the people then thought that we were like either like 10 years away from ai or 10 years away from like being able to create a simulation like they're just people's i mean they were so blown away by what computers were and i think that from like the very first computer to the second to the third there were like some huge jumps in computing because you know it started off so basic right of course it was just like knobs and fucking dials and then it then they actually added some like real processing right in whatever way and then they were like holy shit in 10 years we'll be fucking you know flying cars and all the rest like they thought that there would be just such a massive jump and it's interesting to know that yeah we've made some incredible computers up until now but now we're what like 70 years later and i don't know exactly the fuck are these things doing really we've got got ps4 
in Japan. Not even good ones. No. Not even close to good no, ones. No, if they were good ones, we I've would heard. already have them here. Everyone would own one. Exactly. Oh, 100%. <laughs> half, our, half our co-workers would, would own one, guaranteed. One guy specifically, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, oh, 100%. Lord. God. Um, we, we probably know like 10 people that would have them. Easily. Easily. I mean, I'd have one. So, <laughs> just, for, just for fun. She was like, I just want to try it out. Before I make fun of it, I want to know what it's like. That'd be my philosophy. No, I... I uh, wonder what would change, though, if you knew there was a simulation. And that was a big part of what they were trying to get at. I don't know. Would anything change? I mean, Would just, you feel less real? I don't think so. I don't think I could feel any less real than I already do. <laughs> I just... Yeah. Do, okay. I, I mean, does it depend on how the simulation is made, right? So let's say it was made three different ways. Right. One, you're the dream of an alien. But like however this alien dreams, it just like dreams an entire universe into existence. Right. And their dreaming could be 8 hours whatever, but it's the t- entire length of the universe. If that's one way, okay? Sure. The next way is there's a supercomputer inside a cell phone. Right. And it's just an app. That's it. And some asshole teenager owns it mm-hmm. in another dimension. Right. And you exist within that. Or thirdly, it is like a moon-size computer mm-hmm. where hundreds of thousands of different races of aliens watch it intensely like it's the greatest reality show of all time and you're the star of it. Right, like we're the Truman Show. But it's Kinda. like Earth or the, this universe. Yeah, but it's mostly just watching you. Like other right. stuff's going on, but they don't give a fuck about you know ten light years I mean, away. There's just nothing. I guess the, the I guess the real question it would come down to, and I feel like this is a philosophical question that humanity's been asking since the dawn of time is like, are they manipulating the simulation or are they just observing the simulation? If they're manipulating it, I have a bone to pick. Um, if they're just observing, then it really doesn't change anything. You know what I mean? We're just, here we are. I mean, yeah. that's philosophy. Here we are. Why, well, it why makes do we sense. exist? It, it makes sense that they, you, technically, by definition, you have to have manipulated it to even make it. Because you've got to put the program True, in yeah. So however by, the program's created. By simply creating it is is a manipulation but if it's simply like a, a beginning point okay so we've created it now let's watch it go kind of like a science experiment in you know biology in high school you know kind of things you don't you just yeah get the algae growing and then that's it you watch it go i don't know oh i see what you're saying you know so I mean? so you're saying are they stopping in every are they like literally fucking with the elections type of manipulation right I, that, that would make sense. Well, like, oh, yeah, but why? To watch why me. have it be four billion years long? Or how long? How old is your universe? Thirteen point eight billion years. 13, why have something go that 4. long? Yeah, and then I know. I mean, there's been some shit. And then fuck with little things. I mean, but who knows? I mean, and in this simulation, so the entire universe is a simulation, not just like what we're experiencing. So, like, there's so many more interesting things happening out there than, like, what in the hell we're doing in Los Angeles, California. That's for damn sure. I mean, there's supernova 
going off. There are black holes, planets and stars being formed, like quantum physics, all that manipulation. That's fascinating. Like you and me running a podcast, that's probably not. They're probably we're probably not like we're not even like on the main cable lineup. We're just like the digital add-on. Like we have a YouTube channel. Like the Earth is just the YouTube channel that six aliens subscribe to. <laughs> Something like that. No, I disagree. Really? I disagree. Yeah, I think that a supernova is cool, but how many of those does a a a, a super smart race that creates a simulation need to study to understand what it's doing they all obey the laws of physics right so do we doing a podcast but no it's probably way harder to calculate what you're about to say and what i'm about to say and then how we decide on something true than it is measure a black hole now that sounds crazy i'm not trying to make it seem really amazing any of the things that we say believe me it's not but there, there's there's probably more random parameters. Right. I bet it takes in in a weird way more processing because you have to you know it's not just like the ball falls off the table and then it goes a certain speed based on gravity and hits the ground and maybe makes a dent or maybe doesn't. But sure. it's going to do that all over the universe. It'd be happen in the same way. I think if they're fucking with little bits here and there, it would be more like that thing on. You ever watch Star Trek the the voyager one yes yeah they had the robot lady the borg she was hot big old titties yeah 709 yeah exactly there we go i knew you'd know that um so she used to run this like lab that could do simulations right but they would just it would just be like a snippet it's almost like when we report recording the podcast if i just pause it and then rewind a bit and then play that to see what happened, or delete it, and then start it again. Start it again. That would be a better way of changing parameters, because otherwise, if you're constantly changing things, what are you even left with? Right. You've fucked with, like, every election, and then you're like, oh, well, now, of course, some idiot's in charge, because we've been constantly fucking with this thing. And manipulated to what point? I mean, other than seeing how the simulation reacts to stimuli, like the or the the creatures or whatever the subjects of the simulation how they react kind of yeah stimuli. so you know because well, if you keep fucking with it you gotta you you gotta you're gonna be unsure if the only reason they acted this way was because of the last five times that you fucked with it right so maybe that's not how we would have responded anyway you know yeah exactly if like every conspiracy of the government like 9-11 or the fucking Roswell shit, if each time that was just the creators of the simulation coming in and fucking with things, well, dude, you've created, like, massive conspiracy theory lunatics that have pretty good podcast um, numbers, and (laughs) none of that would have happened if you had only made one of these things exist. One of these things happen. This is... uh, Yeah. Dude, dude, I don't know. I was on a plane... I was on a plane when I listened to this, and I was, I, uh, you know. I think we should have been stoned. I, for I'd this been episode. drinking. I, yeah, but you know what happened? My plane was delayed. Right. So oh yes, I do. Remember. I did. I did my edible early, and it was kind of wearing off by the time I got to the airport. So yes. I was just drinking vodka and listening to it. I think that's why my notes suck. <laughs> I, I think that's why. But overall, I was most intrigued by how frustrated. 
Joe was getting with it. I don't think he liked it. It like hearing it or trying to understand it. I think it frustrated him. I think it, it in a way when we hear it, it makes us feel less special, less important, or that the things that we do have no meaning, and that sucks. Um. So yeah, yeah. I, I understand his frustration. I'd probably be equally frustrated. Philosophers are frustrating. Yeah, I'm kind too. of. I'm kind of like this is a four out of ten for me. I yeah. don't know if I want to listen to this guy speak again. That's a long time to talk about that shit, too. Yeah, he, well, he couldn't. Time. He couldn't give examples to Joe to like get him over the hump of understanding either. And I think I've always heard that if you can't make your theory really simple, you don't understand it. Yeah. Well, you're the scientist, so that makes sense. Well, I don't know. I'm not much of anything, but you know, it's like. E equals MC squared. So genius. 100%. The dude made it so simple. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a formula that took like four and a half hours to say. He made it fucking simple. Super simple. Smartest guy ever. Smartest guy mm-hmm. ever. Well, taking the same kind of energy in this thought process, and we've kind of worn each ourselves out thinking about this nonsense. Yep. But next up is Dan Dan Aykroyd. Woohoo! Right? Podcast 1351. I know. How fucking great is it to have Dan Aykroyd on the podcast. I love Dan Aykroyd so I, hard. I miss Dan Aykroyd. He's so good, man. He's the best. Favorite Dan Aykroyd movies. Go. Uh, top three. Top three. Ghostbusters. Great Outdoors. Um, geez, not Caddyshack 2, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's another great Dan Aykroyd movie? Um, Oh, uh, uh, Trading Places. Easy. Problem solved. Mm. Ghostbusters, Trading Places, and Great Outdoors. Love those movies. He has so many when you really break it down. Ghostbusters for me, number one. Yeah. Um, Blues Brothers, number two. Uh Though sometimes Blues Brothers is number one. It depends what kind of mood I'm in and how many cop cars I want to see smashed together. (laughs) And then I really like Dragnet. And that's a oh, bit of Dragnet an obscure one, great. but I really enjoyed Dragnet. He's so I, good I just in that movie. I watched it so man. many times as a kid. Yeah, he's such a like perfect straight laced. Just two brilliant actors. Oh my really. god, yes! And he was so good on SNL uh, too, man. He did characters in a yeah. way nobody really has done since. Like maybe Bill Hader's the closest, but like I mean, yeah. his Jane, you ignorant slut. I mean, that kind of is. You know, filthy Cronkite character. He's just like, man, nobody, the Bassomatic, like, nobody did stuff like that. He was such a showman. He was great. Oh, he was the best. Great. Yeah. Really damn good writer, too, man. He and Harold Ramis wrote Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 together. And, like, they're good damn writers. They, well, this podcast, because of how many names of, like, alien abductions and sightings and people that he could just pull out of his brain so fast. Right. You know, whether you think he's a bit of a loon or not, I mean, you can tell he's got an excellent memory. You know, I don't know if it's photographic, but it's like he supposedly never even fluffed the line ever wow. in SNL. was, like, perfect I believe with it. his retention. And it, and it seems to make sense because some of his characters were even similar to that anyway you know like he pulled off being a doctor on ghostbusters maybe better than anyone i think we'll probably what was his name egor egon no he was ray raymond stance 
No, 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 no. But the other guy was also like, a, yeah, like Egon. you could believe he was a scientist Egon too. Spengler. That was, Egon, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Harold but Rivers. those two, those two were definitely the best scientists, absolutely seeming, just because they're like that kind of like clever, fast speaking nerds. Anyway, exactly. Uh, super smart guy, and I'm a massive fan. I mean, this dude in a lot of ways shaped my childhood, along with other great comedians. But, but. God, even Coneheads was fucking good. Yeah, you played. Um, there was a movie with uh, James Garner and Jack Lemmon called My Fellow Americans, and Dan Aykroyd played the president, and he cracked my shit up in that movie. And it was just like it wasn't a big part, but he was so damn funny in it. He was he played the Southern idiot president. Oh, he was the best. I love Dan Aykroyd. He's a great yeah, national I love treasure. It. And it's it's only in the last well really since netflix came out and you know just scrolling through all the ufo documentaries did i start to notice that he was like popping up in there Uh like he loves fucking aliens well he doesn't love fucking aliens (laughs) he loves loves them he loves aliens you meant it more as Uh, a you meant it as an adverb not a or an adjective not a not a verb Maybe I didn't. I don't know how Maybe much he loves aliens. He might love fucking aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it was Freudian, but it might be right there. I, it, It's very interesting to me. You know, he's obviously a smart guy, but he's chosen this, like, path. Right. Of, of like, he, he's had a lot of sightings. Talked about him on the podcast. Not sure if, um, like, one of them he even described as looking like a like a glowing inflatable mattress floating around a hotel making no noise right uh, and just i don't know some of them could just be like a weird angle and uh, wanting to believe i think that we see so much weird shit that if we don't stop for a second and really pay attention to it and we're already in the mindset of like accepting that everything's aliens we're probably gonna see a lot of what we think are aliens right well we know? it also comes down i've been thinking about this a lot what we want to believe in too. There's such an excitement and enthusiasm about wanting to believe these things. Sometimes we want to believe um, things that might not be there. We want to accept that explanation without a lot of empirical data because that's what we want. It would be fun. It would be enjoyable to believe this stuff. Having said that, I, I, I believe in aliens for sure. Well, believing in aliens is one thing, but thinking that they've, they come here that's where mm-hmm. you know i i it, it's such a weird thing like if you look at it like a spectrum so it's almost like the smarter right. you are the more you have to believe that somewhere somewhere because of the infinite expanse of the universe and the uh, just how fucking big it is probably right something even if you're just well, talking the probability is yes yeah, yeah even if you're they just exist, talking yeah. that it's uh uh microbial like in the ice, exactly. Like watery bits of ice on some fucking planet, billions of miles away. Like, yeah, why not? But then the spectrum yeah. goes to: Is there another bit of life? Have like they visited, like us? No, but even like e- even yeah. less than that. Just mm-hmm. that they exist. They're like us. They can't communicate with anyone because right. they're too far away, and that exists. All right, mm-hmm. could be too, or another planet with just like you know mold on it. Even that is like something. But then to have yeah, it so absolutely. it's so it's spacefaring and can get to us and has decided to mostly not speak to us and is fucking making deals with the government and they've left us some ships and they're actually like 
altering our DNA to change things. I mean, that's a big fucking spectrum. That's that's a big jump. Yeah, but they that is a but they jump. kind of yeah. throw you all in. You know, they kind they of do. Thro- well, I mean, yeah. Well, especially because I work on a lot of these shows. I work on like Ancient Aliens and a show called Contact and a bunch of other stuff. I hope I'm not violating my NDA right now. Please don't sue me for three million dollars. Um, sue him. But uh, <laughs> take everything I have. Jokes on you. I have nothing. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> except this nice new microphone. Um, yeah, they lump it all together. There's some whack ass theories out there that people come up with i mean pulling them out of their ass and then there's more interesting theories that come from like empirical data and stuff like that that i tend to find more credible than just come somebody come up with just well they call them theories they're not even fucking theories they're hypotheses it's just like somebody had an idea and they're like how about this based in nothing except oh i'm being creative that i can't really i don't really get behind it but I do definitely, um, I definitely think we've been visited by them. I've working on all these shows, seen some of this shit. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I think I think some shit went down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's government cahoots. I don't know if I believe in ancient astronaut theory, any of that. But the idea that you know, with the th- just listening to stuff with Bob Lazar and some other things and talk of that. I kind of get the feeling maybe uh, maybe they've uh, yeah Bob Lazar was very compelling but also I think that right you work on this stuff you know but you work on it in the in the TV way like it's not like you're a scientist at a lab working on weird methods but you you know you get you get to hear what things are happening and then you put these shows together and whatever I get to hear I get to hear all the shit that never makes it to air, too. That's cool as well. So, but check this out. Mm-hmm. If you also worked on nothing but Bigfoot shows, all those fucking Ghost Hunter shows, I wonder if it's also one of those things. It's like the more you hear about it, n- no matter how illogical no. and ridiculous it is, you might be like, okay, I'm more inclined to believe that now. Because it only takes a couple of pieces I... of logical shit, and then you can kind of get hooked. Just a thought. As a well, as a matter of fact, I do work on Bigfoot shows, and I I don't believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> okay, that blows that theory, but I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, no, that is a phenomenal theory. I and there's absolutely a lot of credence to that. That the more you hear about it and stuff like that, but the shit I hear about Bigfoot, I'm like, nah, y'all are crazy. Yeah, y'all just straight up crazy. I knew you'd like this podcast of because of how much. Uh, of the shit that you already work on, Dan Aykroyd, Dan was talking about. Yeah, he was talking about Bigfoot yeah. too and believing that it exists. And uh, what are your thoughts There's on that? There's some fucking crazy ass theory. There's so many crazy ass theories. Some people think it's like an interdimensional being that exists that exists as like orbs as well. Um, but when it transitions over to our dimension, it's like an actual beast and things like that. They talk about, I mean, they tie that back to like the Yeti. Have you ever heard about this expedition in the Himalayas and like the, the Russian expedition in the Himalayas and like the fifties or sixties where this whole expedition was completely murdered and dismembered and things like that. And they think it was the Yeti. And they think that maybe the Yeti was guarding some interdimensional portal. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here with this shit. Like, That's polar bears, bro. Went down. 
Po- it's probably polar bears, right? And they will eat your ass because they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the book, the Bigfoot shit, man. That's just well because here's the thing. We've seen like you have the USS Nimitz incident in terms of like you have these Navy fighter pilots that have video of UFOs on a technical level. They are unidentified flying objects. They are things that they don't know how they did what they did in the sky. And they throw out every possible explanation for, like, it could have been light, they could have been hallucinating, you throw out everything. But you got video of some shit going down. You got video from New Mexico. I mean, I've seen a lot of the raw footage of this stuff for these shows. Um, And you've got all that stuff. Um, You don't really have that with Bigfoot. Or, like, the Loch Ness Monk. You don't have that. What you have is sightings you have people talking about it you maybe have i mean because any of the video you you've seen of bigfoot it's all been confirmed to be like fake like the famous videos of bigfoot they've all been staged and shit like that there's none of that for bigfoot there's some stuff that you see on video that could possibly be alien spacecrafts that is very difficult to come up with an explanation about how these crafts did that without saying that they are of some superior technology that can allow them to maneuver in ways that we don't, we can't even like imagine. And then you listen to Bob Lazar and you talk about Moscovium and that stuff and how it's a gravity engine and the way, and I was like, well, if you can manipulate gravity, you can make those 90 degree turns on a whim because if you're manipulating gravity, there's no centrifugal force to fight against you, so you can make those 90-degree turns without completely destroying your back. I mean, you're just, you start thinking about that, and it's like, eh, one plus one starting to equal two here. Like, Bigfoot? Uh, like, you're pulling shit out of your ass if you think it's an interdimensional being, but I don't know. That's that's where I'm coming from. That's what's con- made, convinced me. My brother and I argue about it all the time because he doesn't believe in it at all. And he's this... He's smarter than me. Yeah. He's smarter. It's, it's a funny comparison, though, if you think about, like, you... It is. You, you're pretty adamant, right? Just, and, you know, this isn't the this isn't the fucking hill you're dying on, either. You're not running for election. No, 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 no. But no. you have pretty strong feelings about it not existing. And it's almost like a frustration with... the Almost powered by the frustration with the people that do believe in it, right? And I'm the same way. I get worked up about shit I don't care about, really care all that much about, because I just get annoyed that other people are so adamant about it. And I'm like, that doesn't fucking make any sense. Well, there's no way. That's the thing. There's no evidence. There's no, like, I've seen video of UFOs. Like, I've seen. Now, there's a possibility that something else did it. It could have been a fucking highly evolved bird or some pulling shit out of my ass right now, just like these shows. But, I mean, there's a possibility that something else could have Dude, done most it. Of, look, most of those footage. videos are just, like, weird light reflections, uh-huh. a fucking tin disc thrown into the air. Like, if if they are there, mm-hmm. right, and I believe that – so I'm kind of with you. I think that some of those videos probably are something. But most of them are garbage. Mm-hmm. Most of them are just fucking, right. like, light reflecting weird. But you're right. There's zero on the Bigfoot, yet somehow – we are more likely to believe that a race way smarter than us created 
interdimensional fucking vehicles with a bunch of technology mm-hmm. we can't even comprehend came all the way here thinking that we're interesting enough to look at try and hide themselves from us somehow failed a bit so we've seen them a little right. bit and we believe that shit way more than the fact that there might be a giant monkey in the woods somewhere that's kind of funny in that direction it is kind of funny well i mean to to your point about how like some of the aliens kind of failed think about where you work you at home think about your coworkers there's always that one guy that fucks everything up that one idiot why should aliens be any different They're like oh fucking did you hear we crashed oh who was it piloting stanley yep stanley that's fucking idiot i kept telling everybody don't let stanley take the earth mission he's gonna crash and now they know about <laughs> stanley it. is his like, alien name it's just but yeah stanley the fucking moron alien that had no business flying but they you know they needed people because they're like oh no morgan wait morgan blog was flying morgan blog (laughs) jesus oh he's gonna tell him everything he's not even allowed to use the replicator fuck's sake no wonder he crashed (laughs) every i why should aliens not have a moron amongst them just like us good point (laughs) Good fucking point. That's true. So, here's the thing, right? Now, and memory is so squirrely that that you can't really know what you remember. But there was a time when I was real young. Uh, and fuck, yeah. I must have been like six or seven. Uh, I kind of always throw that age out as like the youngest age that I would remember doing things. I never say I'm younger because I can't remember how young y- I you can be and still like fucking run around and make thoughts and remember things i don't know that sounds stupid but i i was about six <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you and we sure. were we were in a field it was nighttime all the parents were because it was like a festival for like uh my dad was a he's a big hippie so it was like greenpeace or something and they were just having a good sure, time sure. they were drinking they were having fun and and we were just like running around this field in the back now i lived in gloucestershire in england and that's fairly close to, like, Stonehenge area. And actually, there's quite a lot of UFO sightings in that area. They were cropped, a lot of crop circles, too. And so there's, like, uh, for the UFO people, that's, like, a, a high, you know, energy spot for Each these one. sorts of things. And I'm in this field, right. and I'm looking up, and we were with a bunch of kids. I remember that. There were loads of us. And we saw these three lights. And then when it started, to, they moved. They, like, turned kind of clockwise, I believe. Could have been, I don't know, one of the ways. It was turning, though. And it was covering the stars up. And by doing that, you could kind of make out its shape. Because, you know, when there's enough stars and right. you're in a dark place, like, you, they, like the, the universe, the sky, is kind of, like, brighter than something that would be in front of it in a weird way. Right. And we could see it, and everyone stopped. Everyone. All the kids. And we were like, holy fuck, do you sure. see that? We probably didn't say holy fuck, mm-hmm. but, but we were amazed. And there was a good amount of us, probably ten of us. And we were like, whoa, oh my god. And it just zoomed off. And I shit you not, it made no right. noise, and it just disappeared. One of those big triangle ones. And mm-hmm. this is before I ever saw video of those triangle ones like we all know them now from like youtube and other things but this is fucking yeah the triangle this is a big one this is like yeah. 32 years ago i had no idea and i remember it like it mm-hmm. really stuck with me and we all ran to the 
to the tents, right? Where our parents were. I mean, we ran like we have just discovered God. And I remember thinking, (laughs) because everyone was like, oh, that's aliens, that's aliens. And we were running. And I remember thinking to myself, holy shit, we have found aliens. And we're going to go and tell our parents. And they're going to go, oh, my God, you guys did? And then believe us. You guys found aliens. And then that's it. Like, aliens are discovered and we know. I open the door. I start yelling at my dad. My dad's been drinking and still partying and having a great time. And he turns around. He's like, oh, quiet kids. Oh, these kids and their imagination. <laughs> and we, I, I remember walking away from that tent being so disillusioned at how quickly we were dismissed. And, yeah, we're just kids. We, just probably, we probably didn't see shit. And 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 if I if my kids did the same thing, I'd probably ignore them in the same way because I'm worried about my fucking making my next mortgage payment and just trying to have a good time with my buddies. Of course, but it was it like oh, that really kids. sticks in my brain. I remember that, and I remember. I think what the makes triangle. it seem real is yeah. how many other people were there, even though they're all kids. But well, yeah, like we fucking saw it. There've been a lot, man. There have been a lot, you know, and for everybody listening at home, if you're curious about it, look up the Nimitz incident, look like, look up the Tic Tac and look up the Arizona lights. Those are the big three that I keep hearing a lot about, um, that a lot of people don't have explanations for a lot of, especially the Nimitz one. And and I didn't really get to read much about it, but last week or maybe earlier this week, the U S Navy confirmed that they have three separate videos of what they deem unidentified flying objects, objects in the sky. They recorded that they have no explanation for it, that they don't know what they were. They flat admitted it, but then Trump did some crazy bullshit and then nobody heard about it. But it was like, it was like this week. I think it was Monday. Like look that up. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting set. Huh? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I but nothing about Bigfoot. I wish we were. Yeah, right. Nothing about Bigfoot still. I wish we. I wish <laughs> there wasn't the stigma, though. I wish we were more open-minded. You know? It, it just... It still is like this. Oh, you're one of those guys. I bet you also believe in these other nine stupid conspiracies. And, you know, plenty of well, UFO people do. But I wish we were, like... I wish that was always front-page news. Like, look, not to freak well, you guys out, the, but we saw this. It came from well, a fucking said- fighter jet. Make your own minds up, but we're going to kind of follow up on it. Like, it seems important. That's that's the problem, too, because when you have these conspiracy nuts, they do lump everything together. So you take the crop circles and the videos and the pyramids and everything, and they lump it all together. And then it just becomes this far-fetched, ridiculous nonsense. You're like, all you have is just what you want it to be. Like, you have zero evidence for it versus, like, if it was just, like, ooh, we, we've seen some evidence and we have no, we have no logical explanation for this. Like, we cannot, we can't come up with anything right now. That's worth it investigating. And then when somebody starts, they're interdimensional beings and they've come to stop the Hydron Collider. It's like, well, okay, put your tinfoil hat back on, buddy, and go to take a nap. You know, and they get lumped together. I think that's one of the reasons that uh, it's so discredited. Or not given credence, rather. Sure. Well, you don't want to fill in the gap. Like, there's obviously a lot of unanswered questions. So when somebody's like, well, there's nine different races, and they've come in to talk to the lizard people, and and I'm like, dude, hold on. You know, scientists don't know this much about uranium. 
And that's something we can study. No. So how the fuck do you know so exactly. much about this shit? Because they read it on the internet. Yeah. They want it to be true. Nah, it's they it's want fun, it man. To be true. People want to feel special. It's tons of fun. It's tons of fun. No doubt. I wish it were true. This stuff is fascinating and fun and a blast to imagine. I wish it were true. Dude, it would be. But I can't it, confuse what I wish was true with what probably is true. It would be fucking Dick. awesome. If we came across yeah. something that exists. I was reading something this morning about uh, a new probe uh, thing that's mm-hmm. landed on Mars. It landed in November 2018. And it has some cool t- yeah. devices on. So it has this thing that measures like seismology, you know, like the the uh, earthquakes and shit. So it's like a little disc. Sure. Then it has a, right. another temperature probe that drills down like 16 feet. And can take and, and would mm-hmm. check the temperature changes through uh, the the planet, uh, you know, through the seasons. And then there's another right. device that I think does some. It checks the wobble during the rotation. And if a planet, oh, cool. so so like planets spin on an axis, and they kind of they often will not spin on a perfect axis. So they like. Mm-hmm. They 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 kind of turn off, but that's not what the wobble is. Okay, that's just not like a super um, centered axis of rotation. The wobble is where it wobbles as it spins around. So if you've got uh-huh. something moving, yeah, it kind absolutely. of shakes. Which which according to this article means that there's liquid. It well, it has a liquid inner core, right? It could be lots of different types of liquid. It could be magma like how the earth has it you right, know it's, it's not like oceans in there doing this it's like molten rock well, but but yeah it, right, it, it's it, going to tell us a lot about what's going on inside well, mars wasn't there, um, yeah wasn't i mean isn't the pre- prevailing theory of mars the, the one of the reasons it's uh is as it is right now is it lost its um it lost its core like went dead or something like because it so it has no electro electromagnetic um field so it just it lost its atmosphere got bombarded by all the radiation from the sun type thing yeah isn't that that the theory but it's exactly and it but it makes it so fun and i think that's why people get so behind it i think that's why dan Aykroyd is so pumped with it you know it's it not just because of things that are happening with mars but i mean you've got elon musk doing the same thing it just is super inspiring and we want to believe in something way cooler than this fucking day-to-day our life, elections, true. next job. Let's fucking find some goddamn aliens already. I think that's. I think that's how we're going to finish this podcast. Interesting. <laughs> but I. Yes. This was a big I challenge. All of you out there to go find aliens. Please let us know. Find <laughs> get some good footage. We got better phones now. The Pixel Four is coming out. We should be able to way film better. Something. Yeah. Absolutely, we'll be able to take pictures of aliens on the moon. Yeah, this is what we're looking for. We want something exciting like this. This is where Dan's at. I'm, I'm so glad right. that he came on. I hope he comes on again. He's got a vodka that he's selling that he's super behind. So buy that shit. It sounds, it sounds really good. But, uh, yeah, that's where we are. And I, I give this one, I give this one a high mark. Uh, to me, this podcast, um, shit, man. I loved it. It was eight out of 10. And I love how, you know, just how fucking smart and interesting it was. What do you give this, Mark? Yeah. Nine out of ten. Love it. 
Love it. Thanks as Love always, it. guys. I appreciate it. And uh, talk to you soon. Cheers, Mark. Cheers, bro.